Good morning, everyone. My name is Teddy Raksak, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. Also, guys, if you go in and say you were listening to this podcast, receive $5 off your next visit. Okay, guys, so the big question going, you know, buzzing around the league is how are the Los Angeles Lakers going to fill out the rest of their roster? So now that the Lakers have acquired Anthony Davis, how are they, you know, how are, who are they going to sign? Because right now we only have five players in contract, uh, under contract. And that's not even including Alex Caruso because, you know, he's a G League player. So there's definitely, a, you know, the work's cut out for the Lakers right now. Now, before we get into who the Lakers should sign, there's some things that we must discuss, okay? So the biggest factor for the Lakers moving into free agency is cap space. And I'm sure you're thinking, yeah, okay, gee, thanks, Captain Obvious. Okay, but it's much more complicated, you know, than that. So, you know, after the trade, um, you know, went through, or it's not hasn't officially gotten finalized yet, but after the trade kind of went public, you know, there's some, it wasn't so, you know, black and white. You know, there's some some things that are going to, re- you know, definitely affect the Lakers in free agency. So the Lakers are, you know, are at least going to have $23 million in cap space. And in the best case scenario, the Lakers are going to have roughly $32 million in cap space. So why is that a big deal? So that is a big deal because <laughs> $23 million in cap space is not enough to sign a max free agent. You need at least, I think, around $30 million to sign a max free agent. So that's the difference between getting someone like Kawhi, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, all those top-tier free agents, and not signing a top-tier free agent, okay? Now, there's a few factors in uh, the how much cap space the Lakers are going to acquire. It's not just, you know, okay, this is how much cap space they have. There's a bunch of different things that are going to determine or alter this, okay? So the first is Anthony Davis... Um, has the option to either accept or decline a $4 million trade bonus. Um, So if he declines it, then that's $4 million the Lakers have off and they have, you know, added to their cap space. Um, Personally, I don't know anyone that would say no to $4 million. And, but I'm sure, you know, when you guess you have, I guess when you have as much money as Anthony Davis, I mean, I guess, I guess it's okay. But anyway, so, you know, that's how they would get an, an additional $4 million. And then, the the one of the other factors which is it's kind of tricky is the timing of the finalization of this trade so if the trade is finalized on july 6th then the lakers are going to get 23 million dollars um in cap space but if it's finalized july 30th then they'll have a lot more cap space like 27 30 million somewhere around there um now this is one thing that i'm not a really big fan of and that you know ever since this came out you know yeah, I, I, I saw this on all the social media and it, it was all like, oh, so it, it, everyone was saying, oh, so, you know, there's one little wrinkle in the deal. The Lakers really didn't catch this. And, you know, it was just kind of bugging me because people were acting like the Lakers had no idea that this was like um, possible from the deal that this, you know, they, they, they were acting as if the Pelicans like bamboozled and tricked us, you know, which, which to me is just kind of ridiculous. You know, they acted like this was some sort of, like, M. Night Shyamalan plot twist at the end of the movie, and the Lakers are like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, how are we going to get any more cap space? It's like, oh, dude, like, Rob Polinka 
his job before he was, you know, I guess right now he's sort of the president of basketball operations or the general manager, whichever whichever position he has unofficially. But the job before the job that he had before that was that he was Kobe Bryant's um, agent. So obviously he's very aware of how you know contracts affect the team and the cap space and everything like that. So the Lakers were very aware that this was going to happen. Um, and you know, it, for them, they was probably worth it. They were probably thinking, you know, Anthony Davis on our team with tw and 23 million in cap space is going to put us in a better position. So you know, it, it's worth it, right? So how are the you know? So what are the Lakers doing right now about this? So right now, the Lakers they're trying to get um, second round picks because it's cheaper labor and they're able to exceed the cap space. And then, and you know, they're trying to trade away uh, Mo Wagner and Isaac Bonga's contracts to make more space, you know, and I don't really know what other assets we can provide along beside them because we, we give up all of our young players, we give up all of our picks. We don't have really anyone besides LeBron and AD and those guys under contract. So I'd be really curious to how a trade like that would get pulled off. I'm, I'm kind of doubtful that they'd be able to do it, but you never know, you never know. If Rob Palenka pulls that off and gets us all this cap space, that would be pretty legendary. I'd, I'd be pretty shook. Um, so why are the Lakers trying to get as much cap space as possible? So in my opinion, right, because from the outside looking in, you're thinking to yourself, why are the Lakers, you know, why 23 million is not good enough or 27 million isn't good enough. Just get a bunch of role players. Like, why not just why not just go with that? Right. That's what everyone's kind of thinking. Why not just go with all these all this? You know, you could have a really well-balanced team. But to me, it comes down to two things. Okay, so the first thing that must have happened, in my opinion, as to why the Lakers are trying so hard, you know, to free all this space up, is that Anthony Davis told the Lakers that he would waive his trade bonus. Okay, so that obviously frees up more space for the Lakers, um, which means that they're, which means they're capable of potentially maybe landing a free agent. Which brings me to my second point. So uh, my other point, uh, my other idea or reason as to why the Lakers are pushing so hard is that a free agent, probably Jimmy Butler, because I, I personally, I don't think Kawhi's leaving, but you know, a free agent probably told the Lakers that he'd be willing to sign with them if they can offer him a max contract. To me, that's the only thing that really makes sense. So, I mean, I, I don't see why they'd be going through all these different obstacles and all these hurdles to try and get all this max money the, you know, to, for, for them to not sign a max free agent. it For me, it just wouldn't make much sense. But you never know. I could be wrong. Now, one narrative that I wanted to dismiss, um, you know, and it was just really bothering me, and this narrative is that you don't need superstars to win an NBA title. You know, because now that the Lakers have all this cap space, there's all these people saying, hey, you know, you don't need to you don't need to sign a superstar. You know, we could you know, look, you can win a title with role players. Like look at the Toronto Raptors. They beat a super team with role players. You know, to me this is <laughs> this is complete and utter nonsense. Okay? Did we forget that the Warriors are winning game 1 and they're also winning in game 2? I mean, sorry, they were winning in games 2 and they're winning in game 6, which were the games that Clay and KD got hurt. So like they were winning those games when they were healthy, but then, you know, with a stroke of bad luck, these players got hurt and they ended up losing those games. And also, did we forget that, you know, DeMarcus Cousins was coming back from a quad injury? And he'd also been coming back from, I don't know, a, an Achilles injury? 
So let's be real. We all know the Warriors were going to win, probably sweep the Raptors if they were healthy. Okay, every NBA team, I don't care which one, has had star power. You know why the Cavs lost in the finals? Because they were lacking star power. You know, especially, you know, they had they had LeBron, Kevin Love was hurt, sometimes Kyrie was hurt. You know, they, they were starting Tristan Thompson. Are you Tristan Thompson? Are you kidding me? But I don't know. I just find that interesting. Now, I'm not saying the Lakers are going to be, you know, the season's going to be over if they don't sign the third star. But if someone, you know, like Kyrie says he's willing to sign with the Lakers, you know, I bet they're willing to move heaven and earth to make that happen. It that's just That just would make the most amount of sense. You don't pass up on a generational talent like Kyrie Irving or Kawhi Leonard or someone like that. Now, in terms of the free agents, I'm not going to get too much into this, but just to lay this out, um, I'll probably make a separate podcast talking about this. But in terms of free agents, you know, the Lakers can go two different, you can go with two different plans. So they can go with plan A, which is clear up as much cap space as possible, you know, and sign a superstar like Kawhi Leonard or Kyrie. Or they could go with plan B and sign two or three quality role players, you know, like Danny Green, JJ Redick, you know, or Patrick Beverly kind of balance out the rest of their team. But, you know, personally, I think we should sign a third superstar to create a super team, you know, but that's just me. Like I said, you know, with, with the history, you need to combat another team, you know, because probably everyone's trying to build super teams now. The Warriors and the Miami Heat, you know, they've, they've created this trend so you're going to have to, you know, you, you figure you're going to be going up against teams like that. And also, if you have players, you know, like LeBron and Anthony Davis and let's just say Kyrie Irving, you figure that even if you have less, you know, le- um, lesser quality role players on your team, you figure that, the, you know, your superstars are going to make the players around them better. And you're also hoping that, you know, if you have a super team that maybe some, you know, you get some quality players that are willing to take the veterans minimum that are willing to chase a ring. So that's just my opinion, though. I think it'd be really cool to see a super team. Maybe I'm getting greedy. I don't know. But, you know, you guys let me know what you think. Again, I appreciate all the questions, you know, um, and all the feedback I get. I honestly, guys, I really appreciate it so much. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm Teddy Ragsack, and you've been listening to TED Talk Sports.